Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota on Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington. Home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. You're listening to Chicken Ann on Finance. Willing the good of another. Markets are going up. Markets are going down. Who knows what's happening but a badger is taking over a Scottish castle. All that and more today on Chuck and Ann on Finance, brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial willing the good of another. Visit us online at iiefinancial.com or call the offices today, 832-953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. I am your host, Chuck Fulkerson, uh, at least trying to be the host with the most, uh, joined by my smarter and much better half. She's back uh, back, in, back in the saddle again after a couple of days of, of, uh, of not, uh, not recording the show with me. It was, it was nice that she got to take a little break, a little reprieve from well, here. You had a busy week. We it was one of those weeks and, where we uh, just couldn't just, seem to make the stars align. You, you took the, you took the reins, but we had a great week. We took uh, our little our littlest one, our three year old, had his first ever gymnastics meet. I got to tell you, if you've never seen a gym a three year old do a pose like and bow to his judges, you don't know what you're missing. The yeah. cuteness level is through the roof. And you know, that like, you're probably thinking, well, there was probably some awkward somersaults and this and that. And, you know, oh, it's cute. And you guys are the parents. You just think it was adorable. And of course, we are the parents and we think it was adorable. But our three-year-old has a phenomenal coach who is old school and teaches him discipline and form. And so he has all of the, the tiny little poses, the one and the two and the three and He's and three everything. and he's doing the, he, he turns his body into the shape of the letter L while hanging from the rings. He did rings. He did high bar. He did floor routine. He climbed the rope 10 feet up into the air. Hashtag beast mode. It was fantastic. And then, and then. Oh, and this was awesome. He won the competition. Yeah. He the did. The winner. He did. I told three him. year old. I, well, I told him, if you ain't first, you're last. That's right. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a big, hairy American winning machine. I <laughs> wake up fantastic. in the morning and I pee excellence. So then after his... <laughs> uh, quote, I'm sorry. I'm quoting Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. A little too much. <laughs> uh, so then we went to... We asked him what he, he wanted for his dinner. Mind you, he I'd got like to, to celebrate. And I like to remind everybody. So we he gets to celebrate. What do you want for dinner? And he's three. Mm-hmm. He's three. So every three-year-old on the planet wants nothing but chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. Nope, not John. Or or fruit roll-ups. Not John. Nope. He wanted Indian. So we went to the Indian restaurant, and he had his tandoori chicken and cashmere naan and Was his excited. little mango lassie and rocked it. Yeah. And he loved it. Yeah, the only three-year-old on the planet. I mean, well, I guess there's lots of three-year-olds on the planet that want Indian. Most of them live in India. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. And then we very few to... three year olds that live in Texas that are like, hey, mom, um, I'm thinking a little lamb korma tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we took them to the orchestra. Yeah. The orchestra in yeah. beautiful Kingwood, Texas. They had an orchestra where they played Disney songs. And like literally, I think when the when they started playing songs from the movie Frozen, both of the boys were like, boo. Uh, yeah. We did get an eye roll for that one. Yeah. Right? But this was their second time to the orchestra and they loved it. We went last year, last season to see the orchestra do music by John Williams, Ugh. which we are huge fans of in this house. And I was so angry because I missed that one. I was out. They and were I, so good. And I'm such a John Williams junior. Yeah, and they play on the movie screen behind the orchestra clips from all of the movies that from from which they're playing. Yeah, you know the songs from which they're playing. So this time it was Disney, and in the fall, in the fall, did I tell you what it is? No, it is comics and comic books. Done. Yeah, done. So they love the orchestra. It's great. That's awesome. Looking forward to it. So uh, we had a very, very busy week, which is why we weren't recording together Wednesday, Thursday or Friday. Uh, And so, you know, we may do that from time to time. Maybe I'll just let you record without me one day. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if anybody would learn very much. Yeah, you could bring the noise. might be entertaining. You could bring the noise. (laughs) So, uh, but we did have an interesting week in the markets because the the week started strong. It was uh, was strong like bull. Before then, uh, weak like bear. Uh, We came in hard, came in hot with, with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday riding high. And then Thursday, Friday, uh, as Borat would say, not so much. Uh, it was a. Uh, I'm quoting a lot of movies today. You are. It was a. Uh, it was. It was a rough week, and really, what scares me the most is looking at a weekly chart pattern. And for those of you that that, that listen to the show regularly, you know that I I do read a lot of charts and. And, you know, I'm not a big believer in I'm not one of those guys that believe that charts are like Nostradamus and you can and you can predict the future with charts. But they do help me to quantify some supply and demand and where buyers and sellers are sitting. And and the, the price action for last week, we opened and closed at essentially the same price. We had a very flat week in terms of price. But what's most disconcerting is that we had this long, long uh, wick up above the, the the body of movement. What that means is, is that we got really high and then we came back down, meaning we were unable to hold on to gains. And think about it like sports, right? I like to think about it in terms of sports. And, and in terms of sports, a team that can't hold on to a lead, eventually what's going to happen? going to lose. So if a team can't hold on to a lead, it's going to lose. And the same thing happens in the markets. We have this we have this issue where it's we like the New York Giants. Yeah, you know what? As a Giants fan, you would know that. I would. Because if the Giants are winning at halftime, I know they're going to lose. Oh, no doubt. No they doubt. Are, they are come behind they're a come behind team. And that's it's come been that way. Team. It's been that way like as long as I've known you. You've mm-hmm. been a Giants fan for as long as I I've known you. I hate when they're winning at halftime. It br- it's brutal. It is. Because they they all they do is they just take your heart, throw it on the ground, stomp on it. That's right. But you haven't I totally derailed yeah, either. Yeah, but right. you haven't got you haven't watched football in years. It's very difficult with kids. You it's very difficult. you haven't watched football in years. You you're like you the other day you're like who won the Super Bowl? And I said and, and I and I told you the Eagles won the Super Bowl. You're like, oh, 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 really, really, really? Did, they're good. I don't really, they're, they know. they were it's good. Embarrassing. Yeah, no. that's okay. We we forgive you. You know, and I don't watch football lovely. anymore either with with the boys. So, but anyway, if your team is leading and and it always gives up the lead, 
And if you see that happening consistently, now here's where the real fear lies. And I talked about this on the show on Friday. We are now four weeks in a row of doing that. We're four weeks in a row of giving away gains that we had early in the week. We have four straight weeks of high upper wicks. Now, what that means is we keep the bulls keep trying to come in and assert their dominance and the bears are having absolutely none of it. The bears are just not interested. Now, the question is why, right? What is causing that to happen? And I think the biggest thing is just unknown and uncertainty. And when you think about anybody who's uncertain, uncertainty does not breed a lot of confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Uncertainty just breeds fear. And so I think that the uncertainty that people have about our macroeconomic place is an important thing for us to pay attention to. Uh, And that uncertainty in the fear, I think is what's, is what's, is what's, not allowing us to hold on to gains. People are selling off on Thursdays. They're selling off on Fridays because they don't want to hold anything over the weekend because they not they, they don't know what's going to happen. They're not sure what the market's going to do. And so the the interesting thing to to take a look at is what are the other markets doing as well more than more than more than just the equity markets. Well, and previously on on the show, several times we we've always talked about the relationship between the stock market and the bond market, right? And and I think we've gone a couple of weeks without having done that. Um, we we, right. you know, we did talk about bond yields um, pretty regularly, and and we haven't really dove into that too much. And so I think coming back to that a little bit and and exploring that um, aspect might be helpful because government bond yields. Um, the government bond yields climbing and shrinking and a shrinking gap between the short term and long term treasury rates have really prompted some consternation. Don't you love that word? That is a great word. Yeah. yeah. Like that. On Wall Street, um, driving equity prices lower as investors fret about what these dynamics really mean for U.S. economic growth. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're in nine consecutive years of expansion. And when you think about nine years of, of expansion for an, for an overall economy, that's almost unheard of. And I think that a recession is due. I really believe that. I just don't think it's due quite yet. Um, you know, when that when the yield and that's called the yield curve, right? It's a flattening of the yield curve when when the short term bonds and the long term bonds are 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 really close to one another. That's a flattening of the yield curve. It gets inverted when the short term pay more than the long term. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was interesting. I remember seeing on, um, I think it was Reuters a few months ago, they, they were interviewing a really prominent economist. And he said, when you have a flattening of the yield curve, you are about to enter or have already entered the beginnings of a recession. And when us economists tell you that it's not going to be a recession, ignore us, we are lying when there's a flattening of the yield curve, we're entering a recession, right. which there's I thought no was doubt. kind of humorous. Yeah, we're lying. It's going to happen. It's, yeah. It always does. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the thing is, is that the market precedes, the market typically precedes what happens um, in, the economy. in the economy. So I, I think that we've got, but there's typically about an 18-month lag between the yield curve correlation and what happens in the market. So I think there's still room for it to continue to run a bit higher. Uh, fundamentally, there's no there's no reason to change what we've been doing aside from this yield curve changing and and because 
people have better options, right? I mean, really what they're looking for, the reason the market goes down when that occurs is because people that have made money in stocks say, okay, it's now it's time to walk away from the table. A lot of people consider it gambling. So what they do is they walk away from the table. And you know why they consider it gambling? Because they don't have a fully baked plan. I know I say it every week and I come back to it every week, but having a fully baked plan helps to kind of remove that essence of gambling. If the market does indeed sell off, where's your next stopping point? I mean, you're just going to keep your money in cash because uh, unfortunately, nobody nobody listening to this show is getting any younger. Um, and uh, I don't mean that I don't mean that disrespectfully, but time will continue to pass. So with with by just putting in cash, it may not be the right opportunity. There's going to be other opportunities out there. And the key is knowing where to look for them and where to find them. Let's take a look at news headlines, shall we? What do you think? J- jump into a little news? Let's do it. I love to jump into news. Although, I, I will tell you, I'm starting to find it quite amusing on Twitter. Um, some, of the, some of the fake news spoofs. So, like, we, we all know about fake news, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now they have fake news spoofs. So they take what is a legitimate news story and then they kind of change the bottom headline to really mm-hmm. spake, spoof fake news and make it even even worse than it than it really is or really could be mm-hmm. and they're they're pretty hilarious i mean you know some what, of them what, are really funny what website i really find hilarious what's that is uh it's called babylon b and it's a christian satire website and so they have sort of spoof stories about um, you know, things of like a Christian nature, which right. are in good humor and really kind of funny. So let's, it's called Babylon B. Those are, those are some good ones. Yeah. I got to take a look at some of those ones. Yeah. But one, but one was like, um, I think, I think president, president Trump had picked up somebody's baby and then the bottom, it said Trump steals baby. Oh like, like it just makes it, I just makes it, it just makes it even worse. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. So, um, but we always start with our news of the weird. Our news of the weird is key. It's important. And we're going back. Oh yes, we're going back. We're going back in time today to a 500 year old Scottish castle. And when you think of things storming a castle, a siege being laid, what do you think of? Knights, of course. Knights. Knights. Vikings. Ooh, maybe that's a good one. Yeah. Well, we've we've been watching a lot of these castle builder shows since we're super nerds and watch nothing but documentaries. That's true. We watch a lot of the castle builder shows. And what do we know about the castles? That they're big mm-hmm. and they got lots of little rooms and extra holes. And they were mostly built out of wood. But of course, none of them remain. Right. And so as we only see the stone ones. Yeah, we see the stone ones now. But. We're not really giving you a history lesson this week. No, no. no, But many of these stone castles, well, they had special passageways. And there is a special passageway in uh, a 500-year-old Scottish castle, Craigneathan Castle. Craigneathan Castle was closed last week because of a very angry badger. (laughs) Yes, you heard that right. A badger. Yes, it was closed due to a very angry badger. So the badger apparently wandered in from a nearby forest, um, but it was not ready to leave. And it had the impression that it was, open quote, very angry, close quote. 
Now, I've heard of a I've heard of animals changing the course of your, you know, your day. Maybe you, you something changes. I don't I never heard of an animal closing an entire castle. Yeah. Well, badgers are mean. See, and when I think and of badgers, dangerous. I think of the video about the honey badger. Mm-hmm. Remember the honey badger? Honey badger don't care. <laughs> honey badger eat a snake. I love the honey. If you've never seen the YouTube, you could just go to YouTube and type in Honey badger don't care. And by the way, don't watch it around children because it's got some some foul language in it. But it's hilarious. But every time I hear of a badger, badgers, you don't mess with a badger. No, you they don't. Are dangerous. You do not mess with a badger. Mm-hmm. They are they are an animal of of extreme violence and a and an angry badger at that. I don't want to mess with it. But they did. They were able to reopen the castle. They solved the problem with cat food. Yeah, cat food. They lured Just it lured out. With out. Cat food. I got to tell you, that's not a very smart badger. Mm, no. All right. So let's let's switch to some market headlines. And there's a market headline on MarketWatch.com. And it says, here's what Wells Fargo did to trigger a $1 billion fine. That'll ruin your whole day. You just, you heard that right. That was not $1 million. No. Billion that was a with buh. a B. That was a B. That was a billion. Now, interestingly enough, it says compliance programs auto insurance, and mortgage problems cited by uh, federal regulators. So uh, this was the Bureau of Consumer Financial Protection and the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency talked about they, uh, they had management practices that were deemed reckless, unsafe, or unsound. Um, and now, by the way, this is, this is secondary to the other regulations fine that Wells Fargo has after opening millions of a customer accounts without permission. So Wells Fargo's taken a little bit of a dump and we've seen actually, you know, that that hit that Wells Fargo has taken that the fine and all that stuff, it's it's taken a toll on the stock. Uh, you know, the the as the financial sector has gone up, Wells Fargo's gone from about 66 bucks a share earlier this year down to 52 and that's a huge difference um that's a that's a that's a significant move to go from 66 to 52 uh, and i don't necessarily see that that we've got a whole lot of stopping point below us from a from a technical perspective if you will of the next kind of floor i mean i could see wells fargo dropping down to 45 dollars yeah, a share and another 10 dollars and and some of these things are really really hurting shareholders because a lot of shareholders are into wells fargo for the for the dividend and what you're going to hear the spin that you're going to hear is that the dividend payout is is getting higher that the dividend payout, the percentage of dividend yield is getting higher. Well, the dividend itself may be getting higher on a percentage basis, but you're still getting the same amount of dollars. The only thing changing is that the stock price is lower. When the stock price is lower, it makes the dividend artificially look larger. So Wells Fargo could be in for a little bit of a rough ride. Um, It's not the only financial stock that's taken a little bit of a bump in the last few days. Uh, Bank of America also was one of the weaker stocks uh, recently. And it also could be poised for a breakdown uh, from what it's doing as it's kind of been going. Yeah. For the last like month, it's really just been kind of chopping sideways. Yeah. As the markets had a little bit of bullishness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As the markets had a little bit of bullishness, it's not performed as well. Same thing with, uh, you know, Citigroup would, would be another one to, to throw into that bucket. PNC uh, would be another one to, to throw into that bucket. So all of these are, uh, fairly important financial stocks um, that all have that 
that same caveat that price could continue to fall on these with a fairly deep, uh, you know, potential drop of ten to twelve dollars a share on some of them Could over the course of the next the, few months. The, the chart of the financial sector, and maybe talk a little bit. I don't know if I'm derailing where no, you wanted to go. No, here, the financial sector it itself. You know, the about. financial sector itself looks a lot like that. It's just it's, it's it's really been going sideways, whereas the rest of the markets had a little bit of bullishness over the past few months. And so, if the market itself sells off we could see these financial sector stocks sell off even faster. Well, and we, when, we, when we talk about cyclic markets and sector rotation and things like that, if, if we're looking, you know, you just uh, had an article that was published um, on equities.com, right, on, on sector rotation and, right. uh, and things like that. So what, what are you seeing in terms of, you know, where the financial sector is now and how it's performing? Well, it- when the financial sector is the top, the top performing sector, that typically occurs after market drops have already happened. And the, the, the financial sector is in favor during early bull markets, early bull markets or very late bear markets. One of the two. That's typically when financial sector stocks, because during late bull markets, financial sector stocks get pounded. And that's really what we're setting up for. I mean, we, every, everything I read in the tea leaves tells me that we're setting up for a late bull market run. But the, the, the rise in commodity prices, the flattening of the yield curve, and then financial stocks being ready to, to fall down at any point, those, those things together, you put all those together, and that's what really tells me that we are nearing the beginnings of of a of a bear market we're in we're still in a late bull market and i think there's still another 12 to 18 months of movement for this late bull market but i've got i've always got my eye out for when it's going to end as i think everybody should i think everybody should have their their plan so um one more article to kind of cover uh and it's titled can facebook apple and google keep powering tech's growth so we just talked about financials being you know when what what they tell us technology tells us a lot too uh about kind of what's happening yeah technology stocks have really driven gains on wall street especially the past few years like the uh the, the i think the term fang stocks really got super popular over oh, the last yeah. couple of years you know everybody everybody pretty much knows what fang stocks are but um, but the volatility in the first quarter could really be a sign of serious doubts forming out the, about the future of some of the tech's biggest names. Um, at, as, as those companies report first quarter earnings in a flood of results during the next two weeks, it'll be a major test of whether these companies will continue to post huge growth and fuel overall gains or settle into a more mild adulthood. Yeah, yeah, that that is too. Like, like they're just angry teens that 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 had a growth spurt. What's their pullback going to look like? Yeah, and what um, you were just saying out of the tech sector is being pulled. Which company? I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, Facebook. Fa- Facebook's oh, Facebook coming. Yeah, out. Facebook's coming out of the tech sector, and I think going to consumer discretionary. I, I didn't really see where Facebook was going, but Apple did that a couple of a, a couple of months, maybe a couple of years ago. Apple moved from the, the tech space into the consumer discretionary space and, and it changed really the balance. And that's really the S&P. So now it's just going to be the Ang stock. The Ang stocks. <laughs> oh, no. And that, and that really just changes the battle, the, the balance of where they, you know, not, not so much 
what what they do and how they affect on the S&P as a whole, but it changes the balance of the sector rotation because different markets move uh, at, at different paces. And, and I think that this is really important for those of you that trade individual securities, those of you that invest in individual stocks and you're looking for yield, or maybe you are a lover of Apple. And I know people that are such lovers of an individual stock that they'll never let it go. You know, I heard a phrase a long time ago, one of my mentors said, don't be married to a stock, be a serial dater, find things that you like, and then be able to jump around between it. Now it's okay. It's okay with stocks. It's not okay in life, but it's, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay in stocks. And hopefully, uh, as long as you have a plan, that's really the key and what you're going to need to look for, uh, when finding those investments that fit your style. So as we uh, bring the podcast to a close this week, uh, I think it's important for everybody to just kind of remember what's, what's, What's happening overall in the in the big picture scope, whether you are trading individual securities or whether you're trading bonds or or whether you invest in ETFs or mutual funds or stocks or just your 401k or you don't know anything at all. Uh, And by the way, if you don't know anything at all, there's there's always a place you can call. Give us a call. We'll do our best to help you and, and guide you and educate you. And you may or may not be the right fit for us as a client, but no matter what, we'll help you. That's our, you know, willing the good of another's the the model of what we do. And if we can help you on the right path, whether that's with us or not, then we will certainly help to kind of put you down the, put you down the right path going forward. So anything else you want to add on, uh, on to the, on today's, uh, today's show? No, if people do want to reach out to us, um, you can reach me at Annie at IIEfinancial.com or you can send an email right to Chuck directly at Chuck at IIEfinancial.com or, uh, Give the office a call, 832-953-4998. I'd love to talk to you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We want to help others, especially in places of strife, such as the Holy Land, where Christianity is dwindling by the day. But how to help? Here's an easy way. Buying products through the Holy Land gift shop. Every product you purchase at myfranciscan.org shop helps Christians support their families and stay in the Holy Land. Olive wood, embroidery, spices, and many more authentic products from the Holy Land are available right now at myfranciscan.org shop. The Holy Land Gift Shop, bringing the Holy Land home. I learned how many people we could help and how good you feel after you've helped others. I know Lent is about giving, so I want to give. These kids are talking about CRS Rice Bowl, a Lenten program known by generations of Catholic families. Children love it because they experience different cultures and gain a lasting impression of the people they are helping. You can bring CRS Rice Bowl into your home and experience the joy of seeing your children or grandchildren find new meaning in Lent. Visit crsricebowl.org to get started. Rice Bowl inspired me to pray more and to pray for those who are less fortunate. The Cincinnati Catholic Men's Conference is back. Tickets are on sale now for Saturday, April 28th at the Taft Theater at CincinnatiMensConference.com or call 513-214-1534. The Speaker Conference roster is being hailed as one of the best lineups in the country. In rare appearances, come see Father Mitch Pacwa from EWTN, the man motivator Father Larry Richards, former Moeller High School and University of Notre Dame head football coach Jerry Faust, and the big celebrity keynote, Baz Rutten, UFC world champion, MMA world champ, and movie star. The conference theme is what it means to be a true Christian man in today's society. Don't miss the incredible day of motivation. 
spiritual benefit, and fellowship with men from all walks of life. Get tickets now at CincinnatiMensConference.com or call 513-214-1534. That's CincinnatiMensConference.com or 513-214-1534. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at BreadboxMedia.com.